Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Crystal Andrews from Daily Mail Australia. And I'm Josh Moss, and you're listening to Obsessed, where we discuss the biggest moments in reality TV and try to figure out why we're all still so obsessed with watching normal people find fame on screen. In season one, we're talking all things Love Island Australia 2019. All right, guys, and welcome back to a, another episode of Obsessed. We are on week two of the Love Island experience, and we've had a quite a lot of stuff happen already, haven't we? We've had our first dumping, first um, recoupling ceremony. I loved every second. There was a few twists and turns though. It wasn't like a stock standard recoupling ceremony. It never really is, but that was things that I wasn't expecting to happen that happened in that. There's a lot to talk about. There is for sure. Shall we start with our first Islander to unfortunately leave the competition? Poor DJ Sammy. I uh, My heart broke when he left because, uh, okay, he was a slow starter. He wasn't really... He wasn't really all in, I felt, at the beginning of the process. He was kind of sitting back on his heels, just waiting for things to happen. And I feel like ultimately it hurt him towards the end. Definitely. I think you called it, didn't you, in one of our earlier episodes when you said, who's this guy? I thought he was a cameraman because he just (laughs) wasn't getting any screen time and he really did take a while to warm up kind of just sat back and watched for too long. And even he said that at the end. He was like, yeah, look, I didn't get into it quick enough and that's obviously hurt me. What do you make of his very late play for Vanessa, who is in one of the strongest couplings in, in the villa? Like I was a bit torn on it because I was like, if you really liked Vanessa, you should have gone for it at the start. You should have made your intentions clear. You should have said, hey, you know, I'm interested in you. I want to pursue things. Even though you're coupled up with Matt, you know, I'm still open to getting to know you. And okay, he has admitted that he's a bit of a slow starter and maybe he doesn't open up straight away. But on Love Island, you need to kind of push yourself outside of your comfort zone and make the effort. You don't have time. Exactly. guaranteed time. Exactly. I I like the play at Vanessa. I like that he was honest and said, I do, you know, have feelings for you and I want to see where it can go. I just feel like Vanessa was too set in stone with Matt. She'd already been with him for four or five days. I don't know if I just wanted to see chaos so desperately, (laughs) but I would have loved for her to choose him at the recoupling ceremony and just throw the whole thing on its head. My my kind of thoughts on this is that she's really locked herself in to Matt really early and he has to her as well. They've obviously got a connection, but if that goes sour at any point, they've really blocked themselves in. Well, they're the king and queens of the villa. Self-proclaimed. Someone has to dethrone them. Are you, uh, are you allowed to crown yourself <laughs> the king and a queen? I don't know. We'll have to check Definitely that. not. It's like giving yourself a nickname. It just doesn't happen. It's, it's not meant to happen. It just should just happen naturally. The thing with Vanessa is when she was talking with Sam, she was saying like, you know, there is something there. I can feel a connection with you, Sam. And she was also saying that she thinks, Vanessa thinks that Sam and her would work more on the outside, Mm -hmm. more than her and Matt. So like, I feel like Vanessa was torn between, I think her and Sam are more compatible, but her and Matt are the safer option. They've already been there four or five days. They have had a fight or two though as well. So Mm -hmm. I was 
praying that she was going to pick Sam just because, you know, A, it would have been obviously great television, would have been fireworks, as you said. But B, I mean, follow your heart maybe, you know. I feel like they would have had a better coupling. They would have been better connected. But unfortunately, he left his run a Way bit late. too late. And she left the what ifs out there. She didn't really explore it at all, apart from having a couple of conversations, a couple of chats. Oh, my yep. gosh, if someone says chats one more time. <laughs> but she, beyond that, like they didn't really explore it and you do kind of feel, you could see when they were speaking to each other there was that spark. She almost can't look at him because she's so giggly and you can tell she's just getting those butterflies. So I wonder how she will feel now knowing that she let something potentially quite strong for her own actual life beyond the competition in her life walk out the door. Will that potentially make her more open to other people who come in, I wonder? It could have either or effect. She might be thinking, she might be kicking herself going, oh, I just let a really good possible connection go you know the next one that comes in that I feel something I'm going to go for or she could just completely close off and go well all my all my eggs are in Matt's basket Mm. now I'm here now and you know I've come this far there's no point ruining it now Sam for his part has not written the relationship off so he did his exit interview with our team at Daily Mail Australia of course Um, and I'm going to read this little quote because I think it's fantastic. So he was pretty upfront saying, I just can't see them, that's Vanessa and Matt, working out at all. I think it's more so Matt's maturity. They're a little bit different. I know Vanessa definitely has feelings for Matt. And if they can iron out those other things, then maybe, but we'll have to wait and see. And then he also said that he and Vanessa are 100% catching up when she's out of the villa. What do you make of that? (laughs) Look, I agree. I agree with um, with Sam. I can't see Matt and Vanessa working at all. We spoke about this last week. Those two, I would never see them as a couple outside of the villa. I think they're situationally together at the moment. Mm -hmm. We've seen cracks in their relationship appear already and they've only been together for a few days. If I have to be honest, I can't see them working out. On the other hand, though, uh, Sam's obviously really salty that he just got dumped from the villa. So, you mean, we, we can say things, you know, in the moment. And in our season, we saw lots of uh, lots of shade being thrown when you've been dumped from the villa. Little jabs. Little jabs. No right of reply either. <laughs> yeah, He's still yeah. in the villa. Can't yeah, say anything. Yeah, yeah. And to the second part of that, I mean, every Islander's going to be catching up after the show. So whether he meant that like, yeah, me and Vanessa are going to catch up or he meant, yeah, we're all catching up together. I think maybe the Vanessa and Matt ship may have sailed because remember, she's going to be in that villa for another five, six weeks, potentially. If they go all the way. If they go all the way. I think they're going to be in there for a decent amount of time. And you know, there's so many factors, you know, Matt and Vanessa may go the distance. Vanessa's golden guy might come in and she might swap ship. So uh, I think the Matt and Vanessa ship has sailed, although we've seen in the past, you know, after the show, couples get together that weren't actually paired on the show. I think Vanessa and Matt will stick together, get all the way to the end, but I don't think the the public is particularly on board with their relationship. They're not that endearing. It is It is the whole calling themselves the king and queen of the villa and being just very closed off and not seeming very open, open to friendships. Absolutely. I'm sure they've got some great friendships in the villa, but we want to see them exploring romantic connections with other people. They're not giving us that. So I think if they get to the end and it's the public's time to decide, they might not be so happy with the result in favour of some of the other couplings that people are shipping hard. I 100% agree. I reckon that the public would like um, couples that are paired together that have no connection over those two that have a sort of genuine connection. So they say, I agree. I can't see them going extremely well towards the end. We'll have to wait and see with those two. I still don't think those two are going to last a distance. I think something's going to come up and there's they're going to be torn apart. 
intruders. Who knows? That's it. Now, will we ever not be talking about Maurice? No. I thought, I really <laughs> thought, I'm surprised that he has survived last night's ceremony. I thought how everything played out over the week, how it all went down with Jesse, and then Cynthia was clearly having doubts about him. There was no way that he was going to stay, but he lives on to fight another day. <laughs> Last night when he was on the chopping block, it was between him and Sam. He had this smile on his face and it was kind of like, it looked kind of like a psycho smile. It kind of was scaring me a bit. So he's, um, a little bit, he's a little bit like a robot. Yeah. He survived and, yeah, I didn't think he would either because a lot of the people in the villa already, you know, they've got the same opinion that we do on the outside. They can see he's a bit slimy, you know, there's something off about him. You hear that a lot um, inside the villa, they're talking about him. And then the news outside the villa made it inside the villa with the Love Island Times, the cheeky little newspaper. (laughs) It was a little bit deliberate for my liking. I liked that it stirred up a storm and really interesting that they took some direct external news and just placed it inside (laughs) to see what would happen. Do you think Cynthia's made a mistake or do you think she's spot on. Actually, you know what we should do? You put up a poll on your Instagram stories asking followers whether they thought Cynthia had made a mistake. What were the resounding results of that? (laughs) Well, at the moment, it's sitting at about 4,900 votes for she did make a mistake and 300 votes for she didn't make a mistake. So pretty overwhelming. Yeah, it uh, it was a landslide towards they think she made a mistake. But what do you think? Oh, I mean, she feels a connection there. So even though we all think, you know, Maurice is a bit dodgy or whatever, if Cynthia likes him, you know, that's the whole point of the show is to find a connection and find love. Like we all loved Sam and we wanted him to to keep going, but if she picked him, she'd be picking him on a friendship basis. So is that the point of the show? I know we all don't like Maurice, but you know, they may have a connection there. Even if it fizzles out, at least she's given it a go. I feel like Cynthia's really giving her all to this experiment as it, as it pretty much is. I can't actually slam and get too angry at Cynthia for the decision she made because, yes, we don't like Maurice, but she's being open and honest with her feelings and she's saying that I do have something with Maurice. And she was crying. She was torn. She was really in a tough situation to, A, to send someone home and, B, she knows her intuition is telling her that there's something not right with Maurice. You could so see her wrestling with that internal gut feeling. She was friggin' crying when she's choosing someone to couple up with. That's not a good sign. But I actually agree with you. I think she did the right thing for herself here because I just think, okay, say she picked Sam to keep him in as a friendship and he's been very clear about only seeing friendship with her. That could really backfire on her. He could have a strong connection with somebody else in the villa. Maybe he ends up with Vanessa. Who knows what might have happened. And then she could be the odd girl out and effectively have set herself home just for keeping Sam in as a friendship. So I agree. She did have to explore that connection with Maurice because he was expressing and was very clear about his interest in her, whether or not I think that's a genuine interest or I think he's just trying to save his own skin. Uh, I just think he's looking around to see who's vulnerable so that he can stay in the villa. But you could tell that she knew what she had to do. She did not feel comfortable with it. Her gut is telling her something very strong about this man. It's not good. Cynthia, listen to that gut. (laughs) 
<laughs> but she had to give it a shot. She had no other option. It was a terrible position to be in, choosing between those two. It's really, really hard. I've been in that situation where I've had to send someone home before and it's so, so tough. You know there's a recoupling looming. You kind of know that it's going to come down to you because, you know, situations just play out and you get the feeling that you're going to have to choose between this person or that person. A lot of the time you're going back and forth in your mind who you want to pick and for me personally, there was times where I didn't even know who I was going to pick until I stood up there. Until the I, moment. Until the moment. I was like, I just have to go with whatever I'm feeling right now. Maurice has really set himself up now. I mean, if he if he ditches Cynthia, I mean, he's going to be, he could potentially be the most hated reality TV person we've ever seen. What do you think? I think he's already... <laughs> I don't think he's the most hated, but I think he's up there. Yeah, I mean, people are coming up to me on the street, complete randoms and having chats about Maurice, like in, not in a good way. Everybody so, has an opinion. I know, everyone's got an opinion. <laughs> yeah, watch this space. It'll be interesting to see what happens with those two because now Cynthia's sent someone home. She said that she wants to see where it can go, so she's really put herself out there. So what Maurice does from here is uh, is going to be interesting. And you can see she has that doubt. She's read it in the fake newspaper that they sent in. There are some questions. None of the other women in the villa are buying what he's selling. And you can see them being almost a little bit polite to Cynthia by not sharing what they really, really think of him and kind of just saying, look, you know, if you feel it, you've got to go with what you feel. And Cynthia even said in the recoupling ceremony, she said, I just have to go on how this person has been with me. And that's true at the end of the day. You can only go on on the actions that they present. It's just unfortunate in her case that his actions are deceitful and untruthful and hurtful. I feel like with her, it's like when your friend gets a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend that you really don't like and they ask you, like, do you like them? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah, exactly she's fine. It. And then that as soon exactly as they dump them, you're like, I hated that person. I never liked them. They lied to you. They did this, this, this and this. And then like, I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen if they fall apart, which they probably most likely will. This could be great for Cynthia though because everyone so wants to see her pair up with somebody amazing. So if she does find that person in there, all of Australia is going to be behind them. 100%, 100%. i tell you something else that Australia is getting behind and that is the first ever um, same-sex coupling up on the show. What did you think? Cassie and Phoebe coupled up. I was kind of expecting it, but I wasn't sure if they were going to actually go through with it. What did you think of the first ever same-sex coupling? I actually really like them together. They seem to have a great chemistry. They're obviously attracted to each other. And I do like how it sent the boys into a bit of a tease when they realised that if Phoebe picked Cassie as everyone sort of started to figure out that she probably would do, it would actually flip the tables and mean that there was an extra guy left in the villa to be dumped when by rights that ceremony should have been sending home a girl. I know, I know. Oh, you'd be so off it if you you think you're in the clear, you're like, yes, the guys have the power tonight and then something crazy like that happens and then it flips and then you, you're, one of you guys are going home. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was really, really cool. They're following what they, they're feeling. You know, they're not feeling a connection with any of the guys in there. They've both said that. So they're open to finding a connection with each other and it looks like there is some sort of chemistry there. So There is a spark and I love how open we can be about all of this stuff now. It's 2019 after all. You love who you love, right? <laughs> yeah. It is really interesting that this is not, you know, they've said it. they're not bisexual, they're not lesbian. They are just open to 
the person who's in front of them, if they feel a connection, they're very sexually fluid. And I think that's really something to be admired. I love that we're seeing more of this. So we have had a few reality TV contestants in Australia who have kind of gone down a similar path. So on Nick Cummins, I think he's probably the most hated (laughs) reality TV contestant ever, ever. But Nick Cummins' season of The Bachelor, there was the wonderful Brooke. And then she actually went on to Bachelor in Paradise and sort of explored a bit of a relationship on that show with Alex Nation, who was also from The Bachelor. So they've they've kind of brought that to our screens in the first instance. And then ages think- ago, there was Tully on Big Brother, who had a relationship with a woman on the outside. Then she was in the house. She started a relationship with Drew, who was a man, and it all blew up and it was pretty scandalous at the time, but we're seeing this more and more. I think if I was a female on the Honey Badger season, I'd probably turn uh, turn for another girl as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not blaming so, her, Yeah, you? I, can't, I can't blame her on that one. So I'm surprised there wasn't more that, you know, sort of said, you know, we're not getting anything here, so let's just sort of pair off with each other. But, yeah, I think it's great. I wasn't sure that we'd ever see the day on a love on where we'd get a same-sex coupling. It never really eventuated. It We'd never had a chats about it in other series of the show. So I think it's really, really good. My only question is, can they go deep into the to the competition as a same-sex coupling? Like, how does it work now? Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, can they... Yeah, I see what you're saying. So yeah. now, does this completely blow the doors open and anyone can couple up with anyone, which I guess... Technically, there's no rule against that, right? Mm. Technically, but morally, there probably is. Like, you wouldn't want, if you're a guy, you wouldn't want to just couple up with another guy who's your friend because you want to save each other. I think that that's where the line would be crossed. And that's where it comes back to the intention, right? Yeah. Everyone really wants to see people coupling up because they do feel that there is a spark, there is some chemistry, and there is potential for a legitimate relationship in the outside world. So, I think that not only people watching at home but other contestants in the villa would see through it quite quickly if True. if contestants were kind of just doing that just to stick around. Yeah. However, I mean, isn't that something that hetero couplings have done anyway to save a friend or to keep someone in the villa? Like isn't that something that happens anyway? For sure. So many people on the show couple up on a friendship basis. You know, I've been there as well and that's just because there's no one in there that you're finding a connection with. So just by numbers, you don't you have to couple up with someone on a friendship basis. I mean, they don't no one likes to say that on the show, but what are you meant to do? I think what's gonna happen from this though is I mean, what happens if Phoebe and Cassie, their perfect guy walks through the door? I mean, is there gonna be drama if they leave This is like a balancing act of numbers, right? The producers are really going to have to stay on their game and be like, okay, which (laughs) which way are we illuminating now? Exactly, because if there's another recoupling, which there obviously will be, I mean, if those two pick two guys and the whole numbers are going to be out of whack, so... Yeah, the producers are going to have their hands tied as well because if there's even numbers and someone can't go home, so it's going to be – it's actually a little bit confusing to to work out what the numbers sit you're going to be. You can just imagine you at home with, you know, a whiteboard, got all the numbers up there, this one goes here, matching them all up. This is a potential couple. The odds are here are the stats. So there's 70 people in the house. Just gets the number completely wrong. Um, uh, just like Matt's number keeping. Yeah. Just keep a note in your phone. That was so ridiculous. He's like, I just keep a number of everything. I've got 97 button-ups. I'm like, first of all, no one keeps a number of everything. Second of all, you don't have 97 that's button-ups. That's too many like, there's, I'm sorry, that's too many It's ridiculous. <laughs> No, you're right, though. It it does kind of throw a different spanner in the works and we'll see how this all plays out. I think the other contestants were just stoked for them. Adam was, I love Adam. I'm so sold on Adam. But he was, you know, giving Phoebe a real pep talk. You know, you got to go for it and that's your decision. You know, your decision's made. If you're interested in her, you're interested in her and just go for it. Don't hold back. 
Who would have thought he'd be the words of wisdom in the villa? <laughs> I know. I, I really, really like Adam. I hope a girl comes in there for him because, you know, he's- You don't think it's Cartier? No, I don't think it's Cartier. Oh, really? No, I don't think- I can't see those two working, to be honest. I just- they're so different, you know what I mean? Like, I just can't see- I think at the moment they, they go, they're gelling and they're going well, but I just can't see them developing further than what they are at the moment. Even when they're kissing and stuff, it's just like a little peck. I don't know. It just didn't feel like they were- they had the spark. But he's so admirable. He's like, I want to take it slow. And out of respect, he didn't want to go too far until they were officially coupled up. So maybe that'll ramp. True. It could kick up another gear, but I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like another girl's going to come in that's going to sweep Adam off, off his, his feet. feet. Yeah. Cart, yep. I do just want to ask you one last question. We've seen a few representations of sexually diverse women on Australian reality TV, but when do you think we'll see the same for men? I don't think we're far off at all. I think we're going to start to see it a lot more because it's, as you said, it's 2019. So we need to represent the public properly. And that's, you know, same-sex marriage was passed in 2017. So I can't see why we're not going to have more same-sex coupling, marriages, you know, shown on reality TV because that's part of society. I think with Love Island, though, I would like to see it, but whether they're going to bring it in because, as we said, it, it does sort of – it makes things tough for the producers and stuff with numbers and stuff like that. But I think that we're going to start to see more and more of it on reality TV for sure in the next few years because, yeah. I can just imagine, you know, like a sexy Harry Styles type, don't put a label on it, someone like him going to the villa, shaking things up, that is what we need. Maybe it's not coming in 2019, but 2020. Producers, if you are listening to this podcast, we want a sexy Harry Styles character on Love Island. Thank you very much. They're listening. (laughs) Speaking of same-sex topics, what about Cartier making comments that she – She's not 100% around the same-sex marriage idea, but she wants to keep her values to herself and she's not going to judge other people. I'm not surprised that she holds those values. I must admit I didn't pay attention to her reaction to Cass and Phoebe coupling up, so maybe we could keep an eye on that one and see if she sort of has any different reactions to it. But, you know, I guess she's probably the exemplar of how someone of a religious faith should be, look, she doesn't have to do it herself. (laughs) She doesn't have to get married to a woman if she doesn't want to, but she absolutely shouldn't limit other people's choices to, you know. Yeah, I think it's really credible that she's come out and she said, you know, that's not part of my religion. I'm not 100% for this, but I'm going to keep that to myself. And whatever whatever other people do is, you know, their prerogative and I'm happy to let them do whatever they want. And I think that's really, really commendable of her to to say that because, you know, we've seen in the past where people, you know, they they speak up when they probably shouldn't have, you know, Mm. if it's not affecting you and it's not involving you, I think it's really good that she can step back from the situation and say, you know, you guys are good to do whatever you want because it's your life. It's yeah, not my absolutely. life. So like, I'm pretty happy she's come out with that attitude. I think people in general just should be more yeah. like that, right? We yeah. don't all have to like the same things, but if it's not for me, it doesn't mean that it can't be for somebody else. For sure. Cartier, showing us the way forward, how to live <laughs> in the world. I do want to talk about another little rumour that we have heard about DJ Sam. Well, actually, it's not a rumour. So it turns out that he was originally cast for Married at First Sight next season, which is airing in January in 2020. So he was matched up with a bride. He'd even filmed the pre-wedding segments and interviews, all good to go. He had the suit. He had the bow tie. It was all going to (laughs) happen. And then the bride pulled out at the last minute. So he obviously will not be on that show. 
And then the team at Channel 9 have said, look, we think you'd be great on Love Island instead. Do we see this as being in the same vein as chasing publicity like Maurice has been? Or is it a different thing? I think it's a different thing. You know, it's not Sam's fault that he his bride pulled out of 2019. You know, he couldn't affect that. So I don't think it's a case of him chasing fame, chasing followers, you know, finding any reason to get publicity because he was locked in for Married at First Sight. I think that Sam probably would have been better on Married at First Sight. I think that show would have suited him a little bit more. Do you think or no? I can't imagine him on it because he had so little screen time on Live Island Australia. Maybe that would have suited him a little bit better because it's just set up that, you know, you film certain segments that are just about you and your coupling and it's a little bit more controlled in that way, whereas perhaps he was having to fight for kind of screen time with big personalities in Love Island where you kind of put in all together. So maybe it would have suited him more. He is a little bit older as we've spoken about, so maybe that would have suited him more. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) The thing with Love Island is there's so many huge personalities that you can kind of just get lost in it all and it can kind of take you take you back a bit. I think that's what happened with Sam. I think he went into the villa, he saw all these huge personalities, you know, male and female, and he kind of took a backward step. And then it took him a few days to warm up and and become who he really is. But it's a bit little too late. So I reckon that Married at First Sight maybe would have suited him a little bit more, but, you know, at the end of the day, there's still going to be big personalities on that as well. So Are we kidding ourselves though? Like, because on the one hand, you can kind of say, okay, both of these shows are focused on finding a partner. So you could say, yeah, he's just looking to find love. He applied for Married at First Sight. That didn't work out. So they put him in another show where he could potentially find a partner. But my gut is telling me this is really just more about screen time and are we as viewers at home kidding ourselves about how much the publicity factor plays into all of these people being on the show so not just Sam and not just Maurice but everybody and it's just that really Maurice is the only one talking about it (laughs) everyone else is thinking it but just not saying it how much does that play into the conversations while you're actually in the villa? Oh, of course, you know. If someone's going on to the show and they're saying, I'm only looking for love, you know, come on, you're kidding yourself. Like everyone's got it in the back of their mind, you know, you're going to be on a TV show, you're going to get publicity, there's going to be job offers when you come off the back of it. Everyone's got that in the back of their mind. You don't sign up to a TV show unless you have that in the back of your mind. I think though the main objective for for me anyway was to try and find um, try and find love, try and find someone to couple up with and, and have a life outside of the show. Why people go on to the show, their main reasons, everyone's different. You know, someone might want to boost their career as a DJ, for instance. Someone might want to (laughs) – that could be anyone, you know. Someone might want to boost their profile to be a a musician or a radio presenter or a a TV presenter or an actor. You know, everyone goes on for different – percentage of what reasons, you know. So it's kind of like a scale. It's some a scale. people are sliding more towards the publicity and some people are sliding more towards love, but for everybody there is an element of both. For sure. You can't you'd be lying if you said you're never thinking about publicity because I mean, the moment you sign up to the show, you start doing publicity. So, yeah, it just everyone's different, you know. You know, for instance, the person who won our show, Grant, had a girlfriend the whole time and who was operating his business behind closed doors. So, Mm. you know, there's different levels of um, why people are doing the show. With that in mind, though, to play devil's advocate, does that mean we're all being really harsh on Maurice? Uh, All he's done is be really transparent about wanting the publicity 
And it seems like everybody else also wants the publicity but is just hiding it behind more of a facade of chasing love. Or is this still different? I think it feels different. It feels different and the difference is that Maurice is actually, I mean, he's saying these fancy words like transparent and stuff like that to make you feel like he's being upfront and honest but he's not because he's lying to the the villa about relationships and how long he's been in a relationship and all sorts of things and he's trying to put words in people's mouth and stuff like that. So I feel like... He's not being, you know, totally upfront and honest about what he's wanting to do because, yes, he's saying, you know, I'm looking for publicity and stuff like that, but then he's also lying about previous relationships and life outside of the villa. So that's not being transparent and honest at all. So I can't... He's kind of gaming it a little bit too hard. I think so, for sure. I think so, for sure. Maurice, Um, relax. But on the topic of Sam was meant to appear on Married at First Sight, I don't know if you remember that Sam of this season of Married at First Sight 2019, he was the guy with the neck tats. He had the drama with Innes and... Sam Ball. Is that his name? Yeah, I just know him as the guy with the neck tats. Double check that. I'm (laughs) sure it's Sam Ball. He was actually meant to appear on our season of Love Island Australia. So he was meant to come on and then he freaked out for whatever reason uh, he didn't want to go on. He did all his auditions. He got in. He was he was ticked. He was meant to be in the original cast. Freaked out, didn't want to go in, pulled the pin, and Channel 9 were kicking themselves because they were like, this guy was meant to come in as an original. And then he reached out to Channel 9 again and said, oh, I'm actually interested in going on the show. And they're like, well, the show's not on for another year and a half now. So, you know, do you want to come on to Married at First Sight? And he was like, all right, sweet. So yeah, then he, right. So I then he no went on to Married at First Sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think that a lot of these people on these shows, you know, because it's hard to find, I mean, it's hard to find people that are not only willing to go on the show but will be good television. So once they find someone who's actually interested, they can chop and change them from show to show. And you know. I would never have thought it happened that much. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess in my mind as someone who has never applied for a reality TV show, I would have assumed that people – go with a show in mind and think I'm just applying for this. But I guess from a casting director's perspective, you do kind of have this pool of talent, all these details on bank for the network, like let's just move the characters around wherever they work best. I love it how you call it a pool of talent. A yeah. Pool of pool of talent. talent. No. <laughs> hey, hang on, you're in that pool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll admit that. I'll admit that. It's funny because Eden, who finished second on our show, actually applied for it was a Geordie Shaw like show in Australia and it actually didn't get the green light. It got, you know, the show got shut got down nicked. before it even started. So then he got someone who was working on that, transferred him over to Love Island, and that's how he got onto Love Island. Um My so. mind has been blown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it happens a lot. It happened a lot more than we even know about. So Okay, so this only seems like a big deal to us on the outside. It's really a non-event to anyone who's involved in the show or involved with the networks. This is just something that happens all the time. Fair enough. Look, Sam, I'll let you off the hook for this one. Last thing I guess we should touch on are the intruders who are heading into the villa twins. Twins. What are they calling them? Like a cyclone? So Josh and Luke, they're both 25. Josh is a self-labeled dodgy mortgage broker. We didn't give him that label. He said that for himself. And Luke is a synthetic grass installer. I mean, you thought that your job was dodgy. Yeah. They gave you it they gave you a different job title, but synthetic grass installer I think takes the cake. Oh, I don't know about these two. I mean, from looking at their intro yesterday, they seem like they're both very good-looking guys. I think they're not going to have a problem, you know, finding girls interest in there. On first glance at them and, and, and you know, their first image, I'm not 100% sold on these two. I mean, I feel like they're, they're going to come in and they're going to shake things up, but 
I don't know. They're not. They're not two people that I would probably get along with in there. What What, what are you thinking? They do seem very competitive with each other, which I guess is just a brother thing. Yeah. But also quite aggressive. And interestingly, they both say they're gunning for Cassie. For Cassie. Which is now where it does get more complex that the people who from this point on going into the villa have already seen who's in the villa. So they kind of have a little bit of more of a foresight on what the lay of the land is. Whether Cassie is interested in either of them, I really don't think that they're her type. <laughs> I can't see that happening at all. But I mean, boys, give it a crack. Who who would you think that would be going for these two if it wasn't for you know if Cassie wasn't interested? Can you see anyone? In- interestingly, based on what she said in her original promo, I actually think that Phoebe could be interested in one Phoebe. of these guys because she was really after that. Typical Aussie bloke kind of tradie masculine man and they seem to fit the bill. So interesting that they're going in with eyes for Cassie and I just have this little feeling that Phoebe could be interested in one of them. She did sort of imply that none of the men in the villa were really manly enough for her. She did say that. She did say that. And these guys are super, like it's testosterone city, so... (laughs) If I was a girl, I wouldn't bother going for either of them because I'll just be too confused at trying to pick out which one's which. So I'll just avoid the situation. They're going to play some good pranks. <laughs> yeah. I did want to ask you, though, one last question from me grilling you today. Do we now see kind of a core group of originals really bonding together and being a little bit standoffish every time intruders are sent into the villa? I sort of sensed it a little bit when Anna and Phoebe were sent in and the girls were quite protective of that core group of let's just call it friends like they're all friends now um and it does seem that a family a little (laughs) island family (laughs) people who would never be together in the first place a dating show family dating show family cheating but you even still see some of the girls being a little standoffish with anna 100 percent. and you'll find this the deeper into the love island experience you go the closer bonds you form with the people in the villa, especially with the people that have been there from the start. Mm. You have a really, really special bond that no one else understands. It has been with you from the start. They've seen you have the amazing connections. They've seen you be heartbroken. They've seen you lose friendships. You know, they they have your back in there. So whenever someone new comes into the Love Island Villa, they're like intruding in on your family sort of thing, um, especially if they hurt someone or mm. they're not fitting in or they're, they're dominating the group. You know, people can get really, really funny about new arrivals coming into the villa. Uh, really I know protective. From my, yeah, for sure. My own experience, you know, when we used to have new guys or girls come in, you do get a little protective and, and you get a little bit fired up if something goes wrong. And you'll you'll see when when a new arrival comes in, they get twenty questions, just bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang, and you're like judging them so 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 heavily. Like every single thing they say, you're like watching them like so closely to see what they're all about. So the longer this goes, the more bonds are going to be formed, and the harder it is for a new arrival to crack into that into the group the circle. So it's tough. It's tough for the arrivals, but it's also it's tough on one hand, but it's also really beneficial for the arrivals on the other hand because. The islanders in there at the moment, you know, there's so many in there just in a friendship couple. You know, they're they're looking for a connection. So if you're a new arrival, you kind of have that upper hand of, you know, you're that new person on the in the scene really, and they're going to be interested in getting to know you rather than the old people that have been there from so the So there is that little bit of openness because at the end of the day, they do need a strong couple yeah. to be able to stay in. So if someone's yeah. going to come in that could maybe make that happen for you, you're going to take the opportunity. For sure. Well, for sure. Josh and Luke certainly have their work cut out for them, but I'm sure they're up to the challenge. Yeah. There's some synthetic grass in there, so maybe we can have a look at that. (laughs) 
it's going to be perfectly maintained. (laughs) Every morning he's just like cleaning it. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure to watch every episode of Love Island this week, five days a week, Monday to Friday. It's basically a full-time job for us. It is. It is. Tough gig. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to Obsessed. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And make sure you head to Daily Mail Australia for the biggest, best and juiciest Love Island and reality TV coverage on the internet. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.